Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri along with Roger Weiss, and we have Richard Madison and Joe Hill. We're going to talk some softball all-stars today, so that is on the lineup. Uh, the reason we're on at 9 o'clock, and a lot of people are scratching their head, Tony, what are you doing? You're normally on at 10. No, it's 9 o'clock today, but draft coverage at 10 o'clock. Uh, Nate Geary or Brayton, what, who do we have coming up? Who's going to be hosting at 10? Uh, Sabres are looking at, what, three picks today? The Sabres have 10 picks today, Ten Tony. 10 picks? Two, rounds two through seven today. Uh, we'll have Matthew, Brian Koziel, Pat Malacaro. Uh, a whole slew of people will be taking over uh, the broadcast at your normal hour, 10 a.m., and uh, we're going all the way till 4 o'clock today. So we've got wall-to-wall coverage all day. Now, basically, these guys that are going to be picked today, these are uh, prospects. They're maybe one may, may Rochester, but... The other ones are right. Good. I mean, you're looking at a lot of guys now that are going to fill out your your prospect pool rounds in the rounds two through three, maybe four. You get some guys that can make an impact in the next few years, um, but for the most part, these are going to be guys that uh, you're really looking to develop um, in the system. Now, Jeremy White said yesterday, uh, or Matt Collar, I believe, on Twitter said that Nylander will probably start out in Rochester. Would we see him? Uh, possibly see him in the Sabres lineup during the season? I think it's a definite possibility. I think that's one of the reasons that they decided to go with Nylander over some of the other prospects available at the eighth pick, um, is he is one of the only prospects that will be able to play in Rochester next year, uh, which gives them an opportunity to control his development a little bit. Uh, but I think there's a really good chance at some point next year um, that he could be a guy that will be one of the first two or three call-ups um, for the Sabres. So definitely a guy that could make an impact next season. No, not bad. And, of course, uh, it adds to the rivalry with the Toronto Maple Leafs. His brother is currently, is he in their system or is he on their current active roster? They're really young. Uh, he is on their current active roster. He he His route to the NHL will, I think, be a lot like what his brother's is next year. Uh, maybe a mid-season, late-season call-up. Uh, but he's definitely going to be on the Toronto roster next year. So uh, you could definitely see as early as next year uh, the two brothers facing off against each other at the NHL level, which is cool. Yeah, I see a lot of people are excited about that on social media. A lot of them pointing that out. Adds to the rivalry with the Maple Leafs. So, uh, looking forward to that. Thanks, Nate. All right. So I would think that uh especially if the Sabres get off to a not so good start uh where they may be quote a distant long shot at the playoffs come January, February or something, I could see them being called up 
as early as then. If they're in a fight and all that and it's going to be kind of, you know, rocking the boat, then maybe wait till next year. The amazing part for me is, okay, last year uh, picking so early in the draft, you get a player that's an impact player right away. You're only picking it eighth, and it's no longer an impact player, at least to start out with. I just found that interesting. Well, not an impact player the first year. Right. But, you know, uh, the interesting th- thing is it turned out that uh, neither McDavid nor Eichel ended up winning the Calder, tr- uh, not the Calder, yeah, the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. If you just said that a year ago, they'd have laughed at you. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Good point, Roger. All right, you know, school's done. We're, we're, kids have graduated, uh, you know. So we're going to do this. This is a tradition we do every year on Inside High School Sports, and this came to mind of from when I was a kid. Uh, you know, last day of school, coming home, and you know, you turn on the radio, and of course, the number one song that any kid wants to hear coming out of that, and that's Alice Cooper, "School's Out."
Shout out to the class of 2016. Congratulations, boys and girls. Now you're off to college. Just what out. about the underclassmen that have to go to summer school because they didn't do so well during the school year? How do they feel about that song? You're such a downer, Raj. Why do you got to bring that up? Bringing negativity to the program. Hey, Nobody's th- going to summer school. Hey, I thought I was the vintage uh, devil's advocate. <laughs> no, you're just grumpy. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, news and notes, Roger. What do you have for us, buddy? I just want to send uh, congratulations. I'm sure he doesn't uh, need it by now, and I don't think he can listen to us. It'll be uh, 6 o'clock in the morning out where he is, but congratulations to Dan Dallas and his family signing with the uh, Padres. Uh Real good uh, package, I guess. Quite a nice signing bonus and uh, assurance that uh, when, and we hope it ain't for a long time, that his uh, baseball career is over. They will also uh, finance his college education as well. So congratulations to the family. Absolutely. I don't know if you know about this. Kenmore East uh, Bulldogs football, they're going to have a car wash Sunday, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, from 8 a.m. to 12 noon at Alice's, I believe it's uh, pronounced New York style pizza. That's at 2352 Sheridan Drive in Tonawanda. Only $5 per vehicle. Please come show your support for the Kenmore West uh, football program. What's oh. their nickname, Anthony? Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, let's see. Duville Women's Basketball will be hosting a clinic on July 31st from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Clinic is open to girls entering grades 9 through 12. Pre-registration by 724 for only $25. If you have any questions, contact Dan Glover at uh, GloverD at dyc.edu or simply call 829 829- 8301, and that's for information on the Duville Women's uh, Basketball Clinic. Also, Cardinal O'Hara, they're hosting a football clinic for boys going into 7th, 8th, and ninth grades. It'll be at uh, 39 O'Hara Road in Tonawanda, Monday, June 27th, uh, Tuesday, June 28th, Wednesday, June 29th, and Thursday, June 30th, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., no fee. It is free. So uh, go check that out. If you want uh, some more information, maybe contact my senior, Leo McCarthy. Deadline. Uh, kind of already passed the deadline. But uh, if you want information, call 834-4282, extension 404. Uh, let's see. We have the uh, Cayuga Gamblers, Travelers Softball Team. They're having... A softball camp for all ages and positions, July 11th through the 14th. Allie Block and Ashley Owens will both, uh, both former Cayuga players, they'll be working the camp. If you go to our Facebook page, scroll down a little bit, you'll see Cayuga Gamblers travel softball teams. If you want information on that, so that's a anytime we can promote these camps and clinics, we're going to do that for you. Yeah, uh, just uh. Bring to the listeners' attention that O'Hara Camp is this Monday through Thursday. You can try to call. I mean, I don't know if you can get through today. Probably Monday morning. Uh, like you said, it's probably you know the de- past the deadline, but you never know. There might yeah, be an opening. Take, sure, exactly. Uh, Richard Madison, you were talking about uh, a couple of things that you got coming up for uh, interested players as well. 
Um, yeah, th- uh, this week upcoming, um, Kenesha's is holding their softball clinic from Monday through Thursday from 9 to 4 every day. I'm sure uh, Coach Kim Griffin would like me uh, announcing that just in case some other kids still want to respond and uh, sign up for the clinic. Also, I'll be running a clinic at Hamburg High School July 5th through the 7th from 9 in the morning every day till, till noon. It's an all-position clinic also. And then July 11th, I believe, through the 14th, uh, the West New York Softball Clinic will be held out at Lou Gehrig. That clinic is run by Marissa Mariano, um, where Coach Joe Hill from Star Point and myself from Hamburg uh, will also be instructors there. Do you guys as coaches encourage your girls before the end of the season say, hey, take advantage of this camp or that clinic? Uh, do you encourage that? And do you guys get involved with some of the, the uh, youth leagues as far as uh, scouting them out with camps and clinics? I talk to my uh, players at all at, at all levels about being involved with softball. I'll try to be involved with softball all year round, um, and going to the local college clinics at Buff State, um, Canisius, maybe St. Bonaventure and Niagara, um, and then get, I get involved because I know a lot of the uh, organizations out there are through travel ball talking to the coaches um, in the area and find out what girls are in our area that play at Hamburg or will be playing at Hamburg. And then we also talked about recruiting and everything like that with portfolios. So just to keep them up to date on what they need to do if they want to play in college. Joe, what about it's the star point? Are you encouraging them to get out there? Yeah, I mean, that's something that I know, you know, Rich mentioned. Uh, you know, the more that you can get involved in the game in the off season, um, for us anyway, you know, it's in season now. But, uh, you know, anytime you can do that, um, you know, you're, you're obviously getting yourself in a situation where you're getting better. And, uh, you know, you work with some great people, and that's one of the things that, that I know I encourage. I give them as many handouts and, and whatever that comes over my desk um, to, to get into their hands. Um, but, you know, it's a lot easier getting into camps these days with the Internet and um, just uh, the promotion that's out there. You know, I know when I was a player and when, you know, Rich played, I mean, those were few and far between to have those opportunities. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of opportunities uh, here now, and it's for all ages. You know, my daughter's just – just turned 10 and you know she's starting to get involved with that and and it's amazing how much opportunity there is you know even at a young age like that absolutely Uh, you and i were discussing before the program a dear friend of mine and mentor of mine to get into this business he taught me at the columbia school of broadcasting many western new yorkers remember tony magoo on the airwaves here in western new york well his mom flossie had a uh, field named after her in branton you attended yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I played uh, many years on that field, and, uh, you know, it was quite an honor, um, you know, for, for her name to be put up on that field. You know, she spent a lot of summer nights, uh, you know, watching uh, the local teams there uh, for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, and she was really involved in the game, you know, came to all my games when I was younger and continued to watch as I uh, became a coach, too. So it's a, it was a great honor, and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, I was really excited to see that Tony posted it on his Facebook page, and uh, you know, your family means a lot to me. My connections with Tony uh, goes back a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's the re- man responsible for me getting into the business, so I can't thank him enough. And it was just nice to see, and I got to know Flossie over the years. Uh, how many days she was wringing her hands over Tony. <laughs> oh, I, I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Talk about an individual who expands his horizons. Here's a guy from Brant who ends up coaching at Star Point and all points in between. He's, uh, boy, oh, boy, I'd like to have uh, 
the money he's put in gasoline traveling back and forth. Traveling man. <laughs> Guess get the Allman Brothers. Well, you really love Western New York when you live in the South Towns and work in the North Towns. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> Just to show you our age differences, when I think of traveling man, I think of Ricky Nelson. Sorry, Anthony. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think. I believe his sons are uh, playing uh, yeah, local. Harriet Nazi, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All-Stars. Let's talk All-Stars, guys. A uh, tremendous amount of talented softball players in Western New York. As we were talking about when we did the baseball list, I, you know these these teams are impossible to uh, to figure out. There's so many players that are uh, deserving, and I guess it comes down to what is your criteria? What goes into picking uh, a Western New York All Star? And uh, we did this last week with uh, Les Simon of uh, Kenmore East with baseball. I'm going to start with you, Joe. Criteria for making an uh, all-Western New York or all-star team? Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, the kind of year that you had uh, in the regular season, especially in league play, um, you know, that's something that we really look at. Um, you know, how good of a team uh, you were on. Um, I, I think, you know, sometimes people, you know, say, well, I don't think it matters. Well, in a lot of ways, I think it does because, you know, if you're a great player uh, on a team, uh, that goes far, I think you deserve the recognition as well because, uh, again, you're not getting that far without all these great players. Um, but, you know, you look for a girl that works hard, a girl that's, uh, you know, shown improvement throughout the year. Um, but somebody, you know, first and foremost is uh, somebody that's consistent. Um, and, again, that's one of the things that, you know, when, when Rich and I go to meetings, you know, you talk about players and, uh, you know, you want to hear that same name come up from all the different coaches. Um, and when that happens, you know that that's the kind of girl that deserves the recognition to be put on, you know, some of these uh, high-ranking lists, whether it be all Western New York, all ECIC, all NFL, whatever. I imagine when you're looking at consistency, you want to see the somebody put up the same numbers against the uh, against skilled competition or or the good competition as they would against a team that is maybe struggling a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, you want somebody who can put up those stats against the top team in the league and also the bottom team. Um, you know, not just somebody who uh, gains all the stats against a team that's, you know, winless. Um, and I think that that's something that, that we look at. So when, when people bring up stats, yeah, you know, stats are important. Um, but I think it's stats along with, um, you know, the notion that this is a player that's performed well throughout the season against all levels. Rich, what about you? Well, it was different for me this year because I was used to being in uh, the ECIC Division Two. I knew most of those players uh, over the three years that I was at West Seneca East. So learning the players at AA ball, you knew their names, but you really didn't know them as a player. And I got an opportunity to see them play this uh, against them this season. Um, you know, coaching at Hamburg, I was obviously yeah, got a chance to coach Heather Haberman. You know, I knew Heather, but I really didn't get a chance to see her play very much. And I'm looking at other players like, you know, when you look at Orchard Park with their, with their young team with Maddie Stewart. What an outstanding catcher that young lady is. And, you know, she could really hit the ball very well. And then you go over to Clarence. Um, got some really good ball players over there uh, with uh, the Marlowe girl. And just moving around and seeing the different players. So, Joe, when we went to the meetings, I already knew what Joe was looking at as far as his kids for All-Stars. Uh, but for me, you know, I only had an opportunity to see these girls play against us twice. And, you know, I, I, you know some kids really stood out. Some like, you know, like Maddie Stewart stood stood out to me because outstanding catcher and outstanding hitter. Raj, well, you know me, Anthony. It's the same as I uh, 
in basketball and more so in baseball. I don't care what travel team they did played on and how successful they were in travel ball. I don't care what they did a year ago in high school. I don't care where they're going to college. My concern is picking the players that were the best players between what Easter Sunday and Memorial Day in their high school games. Sometimes a lot of these uh, players get picked and they go by reputation. Uh, I'm not crazy about the procedure that they pick all Western New York. I think that uh, each league should pick their own all-star team. And, you know, uh, for example, I'll use Rich, ECIC1. Okay, all the coaches should pick their team and not be able to vote for their own player. Because hmm, there's a lot of coaches out there that, you know, except for the top two or three people in Western New York, they think their guy is fourth or fifth. And I think that's wrong. So I think all these, the proper way to pick all ECIC, two in Joe's case, one in Rich's case, you pick an all-opponent team and you have somebody compile them. Interesting. And then those are the ones that get funneled into the uh, all-Western New York final team. I see what you're saying. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to throw out some names. Find out uh, who you guys think is uh, all-star worthy. I have Mark Qualls' list. He wasn't able to make it today, uh, work calls, but he sent me his list. And oh, I, I will... thought he might have overslept <laughs> No, he did not if he's working right now. He about 10 minutes. Oh, by the way, happy birthday to uh, Morgan Mariocker. Happy birthday to uh, Jeremy White. I wanted to get that out there before the break. All right, we'll be back after this. back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiri along with Roger Weiss. Mark Quell is working his other job this morning. We have Rich Madison from Hamburg Softball here. Joe Hill from uh, Star Point. Uh, Don't forget you... we're going to have uh, NHL draft coverage at 10 o'clock. Find out who the Sabres select. All the guys will be here so keep it locked on WGR Sports Radio 550. I just wanted to uh, double check with Joe that uh one camp you guys talk about, Lou Gehrig Park. Is that the one over by uh, Jerk Post out on uh, Millersport? And yeah, New Road it's, yeah. And it's right Smith. by uh, Glen Oak Golf Course. Okay, yeah, right across the street. For that one camp we were talking about earlier. Got it. Well, Joe, you might want to pay attention to this. I mean, my daughter is only three years old. Last night we went to uh, Cayuga Little League, watched some softball uh Bob Pilato, who I coached with last year when we were doing T-ball, well, he switched over to softball, his daughter uh, moving on up. So we went to go give some support. My three-year-old wanted to get out there so bad and hit. <laughs> uh, like, oh, this is scary. She wants at it real bad. So maybe you want to keep an eye out her in uh, the Niagara County area. Oh, hey, absolutely. I think, uh, but Rich is telling me I need to uh, get her to bat left-handed. I'm like, how am I going to teach that? <laughs> I'm righty. Oh, well, something to work on. All right, guys, let's get into uh, our list. I'll throw out uh, Catcher. Who do you guys have as uh, as an all-star? Well, I have, uh, obviously, Heather Haberman from, from Hamburg, but there was also, you know, two other catchers out there, uh, Rachel Funk and West Seneca East, who's outstanding, and then a young lady from Lewport, Jenna Rue, who uh, – I don't think too many people are aware of this young lady. She's an outstanding catcher. I have the opportunity to coach her during the summer, and 
she plays very well, hits very well defensively, has a cannon for an arm. Um, that that was a tough pick, probably. You know, going you know Haberman, um, Funk, and and Jenna Rue. Another so. thing about the problem was Rachel Funk, and of course they don't necessarily pick by position. Uh, no, no, the they used to. And Rachel uh, played uh, quite a bit at third base this year because they have a young, I believe she was a sophomore that was Slovak yeah, that Julia. was called up uh, near the end of the season, and she did a lot of the catching. A uh, couple names we have to throw in only because as far as their uh, team went, and both of them to me were an integral part of their uh, teams, were uh, Kayla Raymond for Orchard Park and uh, is it Abby Tomasic from uh, Depew? I was very impressed with her. Well, I hope I got the right name from Depew. They got so many good players. Yeah, it was Abby from Depew. She, uh... she was, I was really impressed with her in the playoffs. And again, these are two teams that made it to Moreau Park down in uh, uh, South Glens Falls, so they have to be considerations. Marquell agrees with you guys for uh, Heather Haberman at, uh, at catcher. Uh, let's go to pitcher. Uh, I mean, just just going on the you know the division that we play in, um, you know, I thought that uh, that Annalise Kelly from West Seneca East. I'll start off with her. Uh, tremendous, tremendous young pitcher. Uh, reminds me a lot of the you know the young lady I had last year, Ailey Block. Just you know, overpowering, uh, great hitter, uh, but someone who I, I think uh, is definitely considered uh, one of the best in in Western New York. Uh, also, Carson Cotton. Uh, from Depew, who, um, you know, congratulations again to Dan for winning the sectional title, finally got over the hump. Uh, I know what that's like. Um, so, you know, she's a young lady who, again, extremely hard thrower, um, you know, just definitely one of the best players in Western New York. Um, you know, Rich probably knows a little bit more about Emily Johnston from uh, Frontier, who I thought had a real nice year. Uh, Rich, you want to talk a little bit about her? Yeah, Emily threw against us twice during the season and, and threw some really good games. First game of the season, um, she threw against us on a very uh, windy, cold day, but sun was out. Um, second time we faced her, it was a, it was an extra inning game. We went um, in extra innings, um, tied it up in the seventh, and um, um, Emily actually had a game-winning hit oh. um, to, to win in extra innings. Um, you know, Annalise Kelly, obviously I had an opportunity to see her since seventh grade. Uh, outstanding young lady, um, good pitcher. I think I, a person I didn't see, I, I don't know if she's on the CCIA's list or what, with Franklinville, Allie Haskell. I was going to get the Dynamite her. pitcher, dynamite pitcher. I know she had some injuries during the school year or towards the end of the season. Um, Only a sophomore, Anthony, and her four no-hitters this year brings it up four? to four. Four. Uh, brings it up to 10 career no-hitters already, and she just finished her sophomore year. I'm glad Rich mentioned that because the smaller schools don't normally uh, get uh, the recognition, especially the ones from down south. But between Allie Haskell and, and I know I'm going to get the wrong, Wilcox girl, uh, Jessica from Pine Valley, either she's the pitcher or the catcher, the two, sis- the two sisters <laughs> – both of them are going to Alfred. One of them is for basketball, the other is for softball. Had to mention them. A couple other Class B pitchers. They're only Class B, so they're small school. Can they be very good? Can you say Jill Murray from Eden and uh, Laura Kratzky from uh, Alden? They were all Western New York uh, a year ago. So, Or well, maybe Jill was two years ago. I know Lauren was uh, last year. Jill two years ago when they won the state championship. So, yeah, uh, but classic. I'm so glad he mentioned uh, Allie Haskell. She's going to be a good one. Unfortunately, 
they have a, a tough pitcher to be up against to get past Section 5 and another one downstate that's only a freshman that, wow. All right, I'm going to give you Marquell's uh, list, who he has uh, down for his pitchers. He has Jessica Wilcox of Pine Valley, uh, Laura Kratzky of Alden, Jill Murray of Eden, Annalise Kelly of uh, West Seneca East, pitcher of the year, tie between Haskell and uh, Cotton. I wouldn't argue with that on a bet. All right, let's uh, move into the infield, guys. Um, just starting in uh, the middle infield there, I think two of the best uh, in Western New York that I've seen this year are uh, Christy Mack from Williamsville East, who, who we uh, had to play twice. Uh, only a freshman, but uh, you know she doesn't look or play like a freshman at all. Very athletic family uh, out at Williamsville East, and uh, you know Christy was someone who... Uh, you know, definitely you have to game plan for. Uh, and Kara Paradowski, who was the uh, Buffalo News Prep Player of the Year uh, at Lancaster, uh, you know, tremendous athlete. Um, I think she's committed to Canisius. Yes. Um, uh, but just uh, definitely another uh, tremendous middle infielder. I had the opportunity to see Kara Paradowski a couple times this season. Outstanding player. Um, great glove, good arm, hits from the left side uh, with power and finesse uh, as a slapper, also on a bunner. Then I had the chance to see, uh, play against a young lady from Frontier. Um, let me get her name here. I'm trying to see if I mark Quell's list oh, if he is. Riley Russo. Oh, okay. um, looking at, uh, watching Riley play this season against us, she, did, she made some good plays. She hurt us in the field, she hurt us at the bat, and she was an outstanding second baseman. So that's a tough middle infield with Paradowski and Russo. A couple middle infielders I'm going to mention. They're from the Niagara Frontier League. Uh, Kenmore East short, uh, shortstop, Lexi Lagatuda, only a sophomore, already the team captain. You're going to be hearing her name, especially the next couple of years. Again, some of these people will be, you know, second team, maybe honorable mention, whatever and all that, but they deserve the recognition. Uh, and a girl who plays second base when she's not pitching for Ken West, Abby Borkowski. Uh, again, another sophomore. We're going to be saying a lot of names. They mentioned Christy Mack. She's only a ninth grader. We talked about her brothers a week ago, Williams release, one of them being a seventh grader. That's one of the top players. Uh, this is a what I would call Joe and Rich, I don't know if you agree with me, a non-senior-laden, talented year. There is so much young talent out there and there's not going to be that much difference next year with these teams because most of them are coming back yeah you might have a dozen players or so named players that you won't see next year but this is a very young talented western new york roster of players i look for a lot of big things the next two three years from the uh, western new york high school softball so you're essentially saying that you know as good as Western York softball is right now, it's going to kick better. it up another notch. Exactly. I'm looking for three teams to go, at least three teams to go to the uh, state semis next year. Oh, obviously Orchard Park and uh, Depew. You know what did they lose? Very little, if any. Uh, and uh, Franklinville or whoever comes out of Class D, probably Franklinville, and. Uh, I don't know. You guys told me about Class A. There's some young, good talent. Will East looks real good. Yeah, in the Will next East. I don't think years. had a senior. Um, you know, uh, West Seneca East uh, obviously has their their main pitcher coming back in Annalise. So, uh, I mean, the, the thing is, though, 
it's it's a difficult thing to do is to to, to continue to go back because you know like we just said there's a, a ton of talented teams and players and you know you can have your whole team coming back but that doesn't really mean anything I mean ask Eden I know when, once they were state champions it was exactly. a given they were going to go back and uh, you know tremendous team but that just tells you that there's tremendous talent um, you know all through the sections I told the girls at the Orchard Park after they lost that state championship game I said, you know. You had it easy this year. You weren't supposed to be this far in your old. Next year, you're going to have a bullseye on your back. Everybody's going to be out to beat the best. So, uh, And next year, if you don't make it any farther, it'll be a disappointment. This year, you just had the good old time. But, uh, boy, they got talent there. Unbelievable. The two pitchers by committee this year, both of them are coming back. And all their hitters there's not an easy out in that lineup Tony you know oh boy we can get down to we'll uh, walk the seventh batter to get to the eighth and ninth batter put the seventh batter on if first base is open big mistake they can all hit not surprising (laughs) not surprising at all coaches what would you guys rather be uh chased or the chasee well chased chased I would say chased because you know that means you've accomplished you know You've accomplished things already. Um, it's 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 very difficult to to get to a certain point. Um, I think it's easier to maintain once you get to, to get to that point because again, um, I think it's all in what the players believe in, and if they've been there, um, you know, they know that they're. Uh, a team that other teams are going to be shooting for, that's for sure. Yeah, but I also think it's getting to know the players throughout the whole program from Modified Up, working with those kids as a varsity coach, going to watch them play, recommending some certain things as, play, as far as uh, you know development, and just getting to know them and run it as a program so you build that program. And the kids come in knowing they're going to learn, they're going to work hard, and with an opportunity to, uh, to win. Joe sounds like he uses the old uh, shunk philosophy. He says, you know, we always say it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Earl says, I'd rather be the coach of the team that won the two games than <laughs> lost the two games. All right, I'm going to go with uh, some of uh, Marquell's picks here. He had uh, per- Kara Paradowski of Lancaster as one of his uh, infielders. He also had uh, Christy Mack of Williamsville East. And uh, trying to see where else the O end. Aaron Hufford of uh, St. Mary's. She would be, I don't know why you would put her in the infield. She's got her as a pitcher and infielder. Pitcher and uh, center fielder, mostly. Center field is where she's going to be playing at Canisius. Right. That's a given. I mean, she's conceded that she's not going to pitch in college ball, as, as is her coach slash dad. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at the outfield, see who you guys like that were uh, were roaming the outfield. So we'll have all that and more. Don't forget draft coverage at 10 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Then NHL draft coverage at 10 o'clock. See who the Sabres are going to select. We're talking about the uh, All-Stars in softball this past season and uh, Rich Madison of Hamburg and Joe Hill of Starpoint have come in to kind of help us out and uh, kind of sift through some of the players throughout Western New York. And as you guys said, there's so many talented players. It's very difficult to pick, but, you know, we'll we'll do our best. Let's uh, shift to the outfield. What do you guys like out there? I tell you, and again, I'm going to go back to the CCIA and mention a girl that Roger and I were just talking about, Emily Hanlon. Um, this kid's got wheels. She's an outstanding hitter, slapper, everything. Good glove, good arm. Uh, she's like a diamond in a rough. Nobody really knows about her unless they come up uh, and play some ECIC teams. Um, outstanding. 
Outstanding player. CCAZ. Okay. Cataraugus, Chautauqua Athletic Conference, whatever, and all that. But I saw her at the underclassmen game at Ken West, and I, where did this girl come from? She can play only uh, just finished her sophomore year, and she also runs track. She does two sports because she's got wheels as well. Just to go off on, you know, in our division, uh, Maddie Yash from West Seneca East. Uh, Good you know, choice. E- excellent player, uh, great outfielder. Leah Serwinski from Will South. Um, you know, in the playoffs, we had an opportunity to play a couple of uh, ECIC three teams, uh, a division we're going to be in next year. Uh, Jackie Zwicker from, from Maryville um, has always impressed me. Um, and uh, I forgot to mention, too, in, in Amherst, the, the, the Seco sisters. Yes. Um, Abby and just Quinn. Just awesome kids. Uh, what work a, ju- hard. a junior uh, and a One's a junior, freshman. one was a freshman. Yes. Uh, Quinn is the, the, the younger girl uh, in ninth grade. Um, you know, she really impressed me uh, with how fast she was, incredible arm strength. Um, but uh, both of them are, are definitely students of the game. They, uh, they're definitely gamers as well. Uh, we got would have to mention uh, – Monsignor Martin, uh, champion Narden, uh, there's a girl there. I haven't seen her play, but her name was always in the box score, Sam Eberhardt. Uh, uh, I believe she plays outfield. And, again, uh, it's speculation, but, uh, hey, if you win the Monsignor Martin championships, there's got to be somebody that's uh, a go-to person and all that, and I am assuming that Sam Eberhardt would be one of them. Any other outfielders? I, uh, I would have to say, I, you know, Morgan Altman, West Seneca West, and then Aaron Hufford out at St. Mary's of Lancaster. Both outfielders, both center fielders, and both going to Canisius. So they're going to have a dynamite uh, few years out of Canisius College uh, with those two players. Good arms, good speed, um, outstanding hitters, and very good girls. Local colleges are making out like bandits off of the Western New York talent, whether you're at NCCC, Canisius, Niagara, whatever. I mean, they're cleaning up. A couple at St. Bonaventure yeah. as well. A uh, few names we should mention. Uh, uh, we don't mention any of the city schools. And uh, City Honors uh, went and played an independent schedule. But uh, Julia Panapino, uh, she was, I believe, catching at least at the game I was at. A couple other names that they would almost be like uh, – Versatile positions, they could play anywhere they're needed and all that. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Allie Fornes from uh, Allegheny Limestone. Terrific three-sport athlete. Uh, Caitlin Seibart from uh, Fredonia, a uh, pitcher. Uh, Marissa Hayes, a pitcher from Niagara Wheatfield. Emily Troutman uh, from Mount St. Mary's. I believe she's a shortstop at Mount St. Mary's. Uh, she hit a key home run in that game where they came back and uh, beat uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster in the uh, Monsignor Martin semis. Uh, Katie Conway, a pitcher for uh, Sacred Heart. It's easy to overlook the uh, Monsignor Martin because traditionally they aren't quite as strong as the ECIC teams and all that. But there are some good players there. There are some that are playing at uh, college now. I know uh, Maria Gabriel is playing at Niagara. She pitched four years for Sacred Heart. Kelly Farrell, an outfielder uh, from Sacred Heart, playing for St. Bonaventure. Olivia, I, I still remember Olivia Safuto. We had her in the uh, studio and all that. Unfortunately for softball teams, hockey was her uh, go-to sport and all that. But uh, uh, I just want to get in a few. Erin Hufford from uh, yeah, St. Mary's of her. Lancaster. Obviously, she, boy, I'll bet you she could catch and be real good at it. You could put her 
and she's left-handed and all that. I bet you you need a shortstop. Yeah, I can play. She's that good, baseball savvy that would uh, make most of the high school coaches in Western New York blush because she really knows her stuff. What about a name that I've heard you mention so many times for our buddy Drew Serza's daughter? She doesn't play softball. She's a lacrosse player. Oh, I thought she was playing softball. No, it's lacrosse. lacrosse. Okay, my bad. I'll, bet you, I'll bet you if Is she that the went wing out. Guy? But I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you what. Oh, yeah, I'll bet you if the wing princess went out, she could play shortstop today. She's that good athletically. Wow. Uh, Might have been my pick for the three sport athlete in Western New York, were it not for McKenna Rushford from. Uh, Amherst was well-deserving of that award. She actually played four sports. I'll give you Marquell's Player of the Year, Abby Stone of Akron. Does that our, uh, ring a bell for you guys? I would have to, at the mercy of them. I know so little about the uh, Niagara-Orleans. I apologize for that. If it's okay with Markell, I don't have a problem with it. When you, Coaches, what do you look for when you're sizing up players? All right, outfield, you look strictly speed uh, or bad ability. What do you guys look for when you're putting your teams together? I look at all three areas. Um, um, the speed of the player, the skill of the player as far as receiving the ball, the transition point, and as a hitter, um, are they left here, are they a righty, power hitter, slapper, whatever. Um, and I also look at their attitude, the character of the player is very important to me. Are they a team player? Are they a team player? Um that is very important. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, you know, being able to to trust girls and and uh, and kind of giving that trust back is something that I think is very important. Uh, but knowledge of the game is the biggest thing. Um, if you know situations, if you know what you're doing in every situation on the field, uh, it just makes our jobs that much easier. And so that's a huge part of, of what I try and look for in a player. And that's stuff that they're developing and learning at the youth level, right? We hope so. Hopefully. Uh, we hope so. I mean, I, you see a lot of things when you go to some of the youth games where you've got um, parents getting excited um, when their when their uh, daughter makes a mistake. You can't do that, or you get a coach getting excited. Um, we we look at those things um, and how it affects the player themselves. Do they throw their glove down um, after they strike out? Do they throw the bat, or are they jogging it back to the back to the dugout? I mean, it's it's all about character and. Um, when it comes to playing at the upper levels in the high schools and uh, and in travel ball, yeah, you really don't want to deal with somebody that that's got a short fuse and you know throws a temper uh, fit every time something doesn't go uh, the child's way. No, and that's you know, and that's something that is hard to break on a player. If you see that at a young age, you know, it's it's chances are it's not going to change. Um, so that's something that again that you you want to make sure. You kind of squash at a young age and say that's you know that's not acceptable. The longer it takes to uh, for them to get over it, the harder it is to correct it. And that's when you have to have a side conversation either with your with the parent and say, hey, we'd love to have your daughter play on our team, but you know we we need to correct a few things and uh, and move on from there. Guys, thank you so much for coming in studio. It's a pleasure. Wealth of information that you guys bring. Always uh, always fun to talk to you guys. Sure, no problem. Hey, Thanks thank for having us, Tom. Hope yes. we got everything in to try to get all us New York stuff on an hour. I told you it's, it's almost tough. impossible. <laughs> but uh, I hope I didn't leave anybody out. And I know, as having said that, that I did. And I apologize to those. But there are so many out there. And it's just a pleasure to be a part of Western New York High School softball. It's my passion. Once again, congratulations to the class of 2016 and uh, for all of you in the class. 2016. That's what I said. I thought you said six, team. No, 16. 
I'm still sleeping, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, and for you underclassmen, go out there, enjoy your summer, work hard next year. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.